Namaste. So today, without any further ado, we're going to go right into the thousand names and look at the first two names. The, the first line of the Lalita Sahasranam goes, Shri Mata Shri Maharagni Shri Mat Singhasaneshwari. So we're only going to do the first two. Shri Mata is the first name. And of course, Mata means mother. So the goddess Tripura is the mother of the whole universe. Huh? She's not just an ordinary mother. Mata. She's Shri Mata, meaning that she is the mother of all, the universal mother. And not only that, she's an extraordinary mother. An ordinary mother has no power to reduce or eliminate the suffering and trials and tribulations of life. I mean, maybe she can give a little bit of relief, but Sri Mata can completely remove those sufferings. Huh? The end of all suffering is liberation, moksha, the relief of material existence, the end of samsara, repeated birth and death. So she can grant this. It's within her power. In fact, it's only hers to grant. Why is that? Because as the mother of the universe, she is the universe. She is the trap. She is Maya. So <laughs> Maya can also remove Maya. You see, just like a thorn can take out another thorn. But in her case, we don't want to throw the thorns away. <laughs> because she is our mother and full of love and affection for all her children. So, <clears throat> let me check my notes here. So, she is, in one way, the creator of the universe. She creates the uh, material elements, space, time, dimension, uh, and the Mahatattva, the source of all the five elements, and then at the end, she also dissolves her creation. See, who makes it can also dissolve it. And this is why she can give liberation too. So this cycle of samsara that we're all stuck in is like an ocean. In the ocean, there are very strong currents and tides. It's very difficult, actually impossible for an ordinary human being to swim against them. So, in other words, one has to be rescued by the ocean itself. Maybe the tide will wash you up on the beach somewhere. But in the case of samsara, it's the mother herself. So she is also the one to grant liberation. The problem is, you see, samsara, the current of material existence is produced by the senses. When the senses interact with their objects, we become overwhelmed by all these impressions and we're swept away, we're swept along by it. We don't have the strength to resist it, especially early in life when our habits and thought patterns are being formed. We have nothing solid 
Huh? We are always at the effect or under the influence of externals. So therefore, we become patterned, we become conditioned by them. And we start to think of ourselves as a material thing. And of course, this is called identification. This identification goes very deep in the mind. And this is the cause of the bondage to the material world. So we have to be ready to give up, to die to this material identity before we can actually get freedom from it. Now, it's also the Sri Mata can be interpreted as the mother of goddess Lakshmi. Lakshmi is also known as Sri. Now, Sri Lakshmi is the wife of Vishnu. You see? So the daughter of uh, Parvati, of Ambika, Lalita, is the wife of Vishnu. See, so uh, she is Vishnu's mother-in-law. <laughs> she has him under her thumb. <laughs> Actually, all the Vishnu forms are simply expansions of the potency of the mother. This is given later on, we'll see. So not only Sri, Lakshmi, but also Saraswati, the goddess of learning, and Rudrani, the wife of Rudra. Now, Rudra is different from Shiva. Rudra is the potency of Shiva who resides in the material world and does the work of destruction. So he's the one who uh, dances the dance, the Tandava, huh? the dance of annihilation at the end of the universe. So in, those, in this way, she is actually the ancestor ancestress of all the demigods and we'll see in the next name how that's so now you've all probably heard of durvasa muni durvasa was considered an incarnation of shiva and he composed a prayer to sri mata uh, called the shakti mahimna stotram 61 verses to the mother so he says in there, O oh, Mata, the supreme compassionate, I had been born to a number of mothers. In future also I may be born to a number of mothers. My mothers are countless as I have different mothers for different births. I am so frightened to be born again and to undergo the associated suffering. O oh, Mata, I am surrendering unto you. Please give me relief from my future births. Now this is somebody very powerful, Durvasa. He's uh, responsible for many miracles. You can read about him in Mahabharata, for example. And if he is offended with you, oh, you're finished. He'll curse you. This is why Duryodhana lost the Mahabharata war. He was cursed by Durvasa for being such a jerk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> The uh, prefix Shri means uh, greatness. So there are five names in the Sahasranam, this uh, Lalita Sahasranam, prefixed with Shri, and they're called the Shri Panchangam, Shri Puram, 
the place where she dwells, Sri Chakra, the palace where she lives with her bodyguards, lions, Sri Vidya, the ritual worship and tantric worship, Sri Shuktam, verses in praise of her, and Sri Guru, the spiritual teacher who initiates his disciple into the worship of the Shakti. These three, uh, five rather, combine into the uh, elements of the Tantra worship, the Tantra Shastras. Tantra is the essence of worship of Shakti. The real Tantra, uh, not the phony Tantra that's usually taught in the West or in the East, uh, because <clears throat> in the East it becomes uh, ritualized and a religious type of worship. And in the West, it becomes simply indulgence in sex pleasure with no spiritual significance at all. They go to extremes. The truth is in the middle, as usual, <laughs> that Tantra should be seeing the activities of the senses as the actions of the mother, as the actions of the goddess not just some activities, all activities, including our sexuality and everything. In fact, the sexuality is the base, the root. Huh? It is the fundamental chakra. And if that chakra is closed, then all the other ones are going to be closed too. So we have to, unless we're celibate from birth, that's the only exception. If we're celibate, naishtika brahmachari, huh? then we can remain celibate lifelong and get enlightenment. But once we fall into sex habit, that has to be spiritualized, and that is through Tantra, Kaula Tantra practice. Now finally, the meaning of Sri Mata is the Panchadashi Mantra. Panchadashi means 15 syllables. 15 syllables, and then there's one more added, and it becomes the Shodashak, Shodachashi, <laughs> Shodakashi Mantra. And that means 16 letters. Shodak, Shodash Akshara, 16 letters. And this is the most powerful mantra. It's also a secret mantra. One has to be initiated into it. And the reason for that is that some of the mantra depends on your astrological chart. So it requires someone who has knowledge of astrology because after all, your astrological chart uh, delineates your karma. And to become free from your karma, you need the right key, the right mula, uh, the right mula mantra to open the lock and set you free. So the very first name in this thousand names addresses Lalitambika as Mata, mother. And that's very significant. She is the mother of all. And this is her creation. That's the temple bell at her temple. So the next name is Sri Maharagni. This mantra or this name also begins with Sri. And Ragni means a queen. Uh, but not only queen, Maharagni. Uh, <clears throat> so 
she's not just a queen, she's an empress. I mean, maybe Indra is the king of the demigods, but Mata is the empress, and the empress is above the king. And what about Shiva? He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care for any position. <laughs> he is what he is. <laughs> so he doesn't, he gets a very special title, Ishwara. Huh? He's the controller. It's his desire that moves everything. And of course, his desire is Shakti. So most of these namas contain what are called bijakshas. Bija means seed. A bija mantra is a seed which, when watered with our attention and worship, grows and develops into a tree which bears very nice fruit. We were talking last time about Shreyas and Prayas. Prayas is immediate pleasure. Shreyas is delayed pleasure, future pleasure. And that the chanting of these mantras, these thousand names, is very auspicious. Means it's Shreyas. It gives pleasure in the future. But the quality of that pleasure is vastly superior to any pleasure we can get immediately in the moment. So, these bijakshas are the seed mantras that eventually fructify into very beautiful and wonderful benedictions like enlightenment, liberation, and so on. So, there are bijakshas hidden within the mantras of the thousand names. See, and this, is, this accounts for its power. These Sahasranamas are written very cleverly in such a way as if you chant them or hear them, that you're hearing these Bijaksha mantras, which are very powerful and which develop over time uh, by repeated hearing or chanting. Uh, I very much encourage you to chant this thousand names. And uh, I've included a link to a, a, a video which has an easy-to-follow uh, version of the Thousand Names. And I'm also going to include a link to the complete text. So please download those files and use them in your daily sadhana. You'll get tremendous benefit from it. So the Shodashi Mantra, the 16 syllables, is actually hidden within the Thousand Names. So even if you're not initiated into it, you can get the same or very similar benefit simply by hearing or chanting these thousand names. So this is the power. See, this is so intelligently written, uh, so intelligently made. It was spoken by Hayagriva, and he's an incarnation of God. So <laughs> it's got all power, all potency within it. I, I hear it and chant it every day, and it has made a tremendous difference in my quality of life. So the first name, Sri Mata, talks about her creative power. And the second name, Sri Maharagni, talks about sustenance, 
once the universe is created, it has to be properly managed. Otherwise, it will simply fall apart. Huh? So she not only is the mother of the universe, she's also the empress, the goddess, the queen, and she manages everything. If anything is wrong, she'll send an incarnation of Vishnu to go fix it. You see, that's how this works. And the whole thing is to please her Lord, Shiva. So in these thousand names, um, there are 16 vowels, all the vowels in the Sanskrit alphabet. Now, generally speaking, in the Sanskrit alphabet, the consonants refer to Shiva and the vowels refer to Devi, uh, Lila, uh, Lalita. So <laughs> there are Lilas involved <laughs> between Shiva and Devi. And these Lilas are all very beautiful and sporting. You can read about them in the Saundarya Lahari and other, many other places. But the whole idea is that within these mantras are all the secret mantras that are normally available only by initiation. But they're embedded in such a way that you chant them or hear them automatically simply by listening and you effortlessly make advancement. So download the video of the thousand names that's linked in the video description below here. And uh, put it on your phone. Listen to it while you're walking or cooking or doing anything like that. You'll slowly, slowly make advancement. You'll see. Try it. Huh? Don't just listen to this and go, oh, yeah, yeah, he's really, he's off in India somewhere. <laughs> no, this is real. So take advantage of this knowledge and use it to benefit and perfect your life. Aung Tat Sat. Aung Harihi Aung. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out our related materials on the links in the podcast description. Until next time.